Welcome to The Money Show this evening. If you've just joined us, I've been promising you all evening that I'll be joined by Bruce Cameron, a long-time personal finance journalist, the man who created personal finance in the once mighty independent group and co-author of The Ultimate Guide to Retirement in South Africa. And tonight, Bruce Cameron, you have suggested to us as part of our investment school that we really get under the skin of the two-pot system when it comes to retirement. Go back, please, to the origins of this two-pot system and what the thinking was in getting us to a point where we are now, where it's about to be implemented in September. Um, Yeah, it's quite a long history. The problem with, with retirement in South Africa is that only about 6% of people retire with a, an affordable pension. The rest are way below. And what has happened in the past is Provident Fund members in particular, who are, tend to be lower paid on, on the whole, have cashed in their retirement savings, often leaving their jobs to get hold of their retirement savings. And every time they do that, they lower the expectations of retirement. Now, the big thing with low-paid workers is they receive less anyway. So if we talk about a a replacement ratio, replacement ratio is what you use to find out how much your pension will be. Most retirement funds, after 40 years and no withdrawals and saving the whole time, will give you between 75 and 80%. Sometimes you'll do better, but that's what they expect to give you um, of your final salary. Now, most of the lower-paid workers pay less than 50%, often far less if they be cashed in their retirement savings along the way. So none of them could retire. Um, and this is what, what has been the big problem. It's always been said that it's the main reason why people don't retire with enough money is because they withdraw their funds along the way and they don't leave them and they don't get compounded interest. So... Government and and industry have been looking at it and considering what to do about it. And this was aided by COVID-19 because when COVID-19 came in, you had all these people who were underemployed or lost their jobs and needed money urgently. The only place where they had any money was in their retirement savings. Um, And the other big thing is that they they said that if you needed access, you didn't want to leave a job to get your hands on the money. So they they proposed this two-pot system with a savings scheme and a retirement scheme, with one-third going to your savings schemes and two-thirds to your retirement scheme. Well, that sounds all very good. It sounds like things will work, but the trouble is that a lot of people are going to find they're going to retire impoverished. Um, and they won't have access now to the um, to, to the, the state age uh, state age pension fund or the state grants for old age pensioners um, because they'll retire with money. Um, and what's going to happen with most people, and this applies particularly to lower paid income workers, is every year they will draw them out from the savings account and will go on and on and on every year. So immediately they will lose their one-third of, of by the time they retire. And then they'll get a money that, that's only got a replacement ratio, probably around 20 or 25%, I would suggest, um, and no access to the, to the state pension. 
Um, so you're going to have a lot of impoverished pensioners. Not that people who are on the state pension are hurt no. off. They're not. They, they're, they're badly off. I mean, it's just over 2,000 rand a month. You're not going to survive. But the interesting thing is five and a half people live off that one pension, which, you know, grandchildren, etc. all share on that pension. Um, so this is not a solution to me. Uh, it, it, it's, it's not an ultimate solution. No. It's it's um, not it's not a solution. It's a populist idea which has been put into law, and the the ship has left the harbour, the train has left the station, the bus has left the depot. It's happening, right? There's no way that yeah. this is going to be reversed. No, um, I think that what we need is a complete re- revision of of the retirement system in South Africa. And I would suggest that we look at something like the Australian system, where you have um, basically industrialised funds. You have about 13 funds there, which are all broken up into different groups. They all belong to one or the other. Um, And the other reason, by the way, that the lower-paid people uh, retire on on a lower pension is because the insurance costs and the um, risk assurance and the costs of administering the fund remain exactly the same. So they pay exactly the same as somebody who's saving the full amount of, of 27.5% of their salary. Um, so there has to be some sort of balancing out between the rich and the poor, much as you have in tax, where the, where the poorer income earners will pay in less and the richer ones will pay in more. Um, and that's what we need to be looking at, something like that. And then by creating these funds, you, you remove a lot of these. You can use the, the, the free enterprise for, for everything underneath, all the services. But the funds should stand alone, be um, controlled by independent trustees and be above it all. And then pick and choose from the service providers below. Um, at the moment, we've got this whole horde of different funds, um, you know, somewhere around 10,000, not sure the actual figure, but somewhere around 10,000 that are active funds. Um, and it's stupid. I mean, okay, we've moved, uh, there's a great move to um, the, the funds provided by the commercial houses like Alexander Forbes and and the insurance companies, et cetera. But that's not the answer. I mean, it, a lot of these companies have actually cheated the retirement funds in the past. And I don't have to name them, but there have been many, and many of the private ones have been cheated too by the employers. Um, or they've put up sort of like parking garages and got the retirement fund to pay for them and then paid them minimal rent. There are all sorts of problems with retirement funds. Yeah. The we, union funds are riddled with problems. Yeah, we, we, we run the risk of losing track on the topic. I mean, as fascinating as it is, and you know this industry better than most people, Bruce Cameron, I'm going to pause for a moment and ask you to come back and just explain the the way in which the two-part system is going to work. I think it's really important that we understand uh, probably the biggest shift in retirement savings in decades. And, um, you know, it, it is the system with which we are stuck for now. Yes, it needs to change. Yes, it needs to be reformed. But for now, we need to understand what it is with which we are going to be contending from the 1st of September. With Bruce Cameron, who is uh, the co-author of a massively comprehensive book, The Ultimate Guide to to retirement in South Africa. More with Bruce in a moment. 
The Money Show. Investment School. Before we rejoin Bruce Cameron this evening, um, Nikki Bush reminds us, just a little bit too late, Nikki Bush. Well, I've just seen the post. I don't think it's your fault. Nikki Bush, who is a coach and leads teams and helps teams and helps people work better. She made a, uh, did a post this morning saying, today is the 29th of February. It's the 366th day or leap day in the year. Your yearly salary is based on 365 days in the year. Therefore, we are all working for nothing today. So take it easy. Too late, Nicky Bush. Maybe maybe I'll take it easy tomorrow. In lieu of today. Put in a form and say, yesterday I worked for free. Today I want to take it easy, please. That's going to land well. Uh, Back to Bruce Cameron, the freelance journalist, the consultant on retirement funds. Uh, 1st of September, things change in the world of uh, retirement savings, Bruce Cameron. It doesn't affect anything that we've been investing up until now, I think. It's just on on new money that goes in from the 1st of September, correct? Yes, yeah. And um, people five years from retirement also won't be part of the system as well. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, but also any new savings you've got, one third of your savings from that from September one, will go to savings account apart from initial what they be referring to as a, a C capital. That you'll be able to. The everybody will have a, a new savings account set up from your retirement fund. They'll transfer the lesser of ten percent or thirty thousand rand to your savings. That money you'll have access to straight away um, and on an open basis. So if you don't take it this year, you can take it in five years' time if you want it. Um, your savings accounts will be limited to a withdrawal once a year with a minimum withdrawal of 2,000 rand. But you'll be able to withdraw the whole amount if you want to, depending on the emergency. And the emergencies haven't been properly defined yet. That still needs to be done, but it looks like basically the retirement fund will decide on what the emergency is. Um, and that can vary from another COVID-19 right through to sort of you need money to buy school books for your children um, or big medical bills or whatever. So you would, um, you would have to justify why you want to access your own savings, and somebody could say no to you if you said, well, I haven't had a holiday in two years, and I fancy one because I, I feel like I, I need a rest, for example. Uh, the retirement fund may push back against that or not? I think it would, probably would, but you would, you know, as with most things like that, you wouldn't go with suddenly excuse to go there and you'd say, lie. no. Yes, uh, you'd lie. Yeah, I said, I've got to buy school books. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's quite straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, yeah, so it's not it's it's a, it's an imperfect system. Is the money that goes into the savings portion going to be invested in the same way um, as the money that goes into the the retirement portion of the of the savings? Each one of the retirement funds will have to make this decision, but I do not see it being anything but cash. So that's the other problem is that you you're going to get a lower return on it. absolutely. But I suppose if you belong to a, a, a sort of high-earning fund, then they probably won't do that. Um, but I mean, it's going to low. It's going to have a huge effect on retirement savings. It's not a. It's not a. a, a 
solution to the problem at all. No. I mean, is so, there a way of opting out of this? Can I say, I actually don't ever want, I don't want to be able to access my retirement funds until, the, the, I think the age now still is 55. I don't ever, I don't want to be able to a- access my retirement fund until I'm 55. I want to play by the old rules. Or do we have to now fall into this? You, you have to fall into it without even thinking about it. You know, it's, it's there. Um, I think with um, things like um, a retirement annuity, you could probably say to, you're, you can choose if you've got the choice of the underlying investments. Then you can say, well, I don't want them in cash. I want them in equities, um, you know, and dictate it that way. Um, but I think for most retirement funds actual, <laughs> that are provided by employers, you're not going to have much choice. And if you're into a life assurance one where they choose the underlying investments, again, they're going to go for cash. Um, so, but there, um, these, there, there, there are multiple aspects to this new system, therefore, that are, put you at greater risk in your retirement than you were before. And that first one is that, one, you can access up to a third of your retirement savings, which sit in these savings accounts. But for most people, their money in that one third is going to be invested in an easily accessible liquid investment in the form of cash, and it's fine when in, when you know interest rates are at ten percent. You 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 know you feel like you're growing nicely, and that's great. But ultimately, I mean, there's a median at which I suppose interest rates settle, deposit rates what six seven percent or thereabouts, which is barely going to cover inflation in real terms. Yeah, no, it, it probably won't cover inflation from cash. You know, um, cash has not had a very good record in South Africa. Um, you know, the, the other alternative is to invest in an income fund, um, which might provide, which is more likely to provide you than just straight cash. So, uh, why have we allowed a system which ultimately prejudices lower income earners more than higher income earners? Why has this been allowed to go through? Has it just not been properly debated, argued, thought about? Well, you know, t- two people benefit from this more than anybody else. The government benefits because it pays out something like 8 million rand in old age grants to ex-servicemen and people who, who haven't got a pension. So that's a lot of money that gets paid out every, every year. Um, six, uh, six to eight, sorry, about 7 billion rand every year. Um, so now, and there's a huge number of, of, of people on, on state-aided grants, something like nine and a half million people. They're not all on old-age grants, but they're a huge number. So how do you reduce that? You say to people, okay, well, you must save two-thirds for retirement. Then you won't have as many people in the future applying for old-age pensions from the state, um, but they will still retire poverty-stricken. So whether you're poverty-stricken living off your own money or poverty-stricken living off um, state money, it doesn't make any difference, but you will still be poverty-stricken. So the state benefits because they're going to have less pension people to assist in the future. And, And the industry itself is looking at it with with loving hands because <laughs> they're going to get all this extra money now that's going to stay there um, and they'll manage it all. There'll be extra administration costs and things as people swap between systems. Um, you know, it's, I just don't see where the benefit of, of this is. I, I really do 
that's and the only solution that's actually to reconstruct the retirement savings system. And they've got to go for the pillars of, of retirement, helping the people who are at the bottom end, providing assistance for people in the middle end, and then leaving the top end to do their own thing. And that's the thing. I mean, it just it's incredibly frustrating to think that you're going to be regulated into a tougher retirement because of vested interests within government and vested interests within the retirement industry. And it just does feel as if it's time for a, I hate the word revolution, but a revolution in thing or revolutionary thinking. And you're saying that the Australian system that you've studied is the most attractive and we should be taking lessons as we have taken lessons in our taxation system and others from the Australians. Yeah, the, we must remember that the Australian system is not hit by the Gini coefficient like we are. No, no. Uh, so that, that, that makes a big difference. So we'd have to look at our own circumstance a lot more carefully. Um, but it, 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 it won't work with this savings card. And the thing that really irritates me is all the welcome statements that have been put out by the industry None, in fact, are, are drawing attention to yes. the problems. You know, they so, just want the hands on the money. Is there anything that we can do then to protect ourselves from being blindsided by this new by this new rule? Not really. Um, and, and the trouble is, the other things that are happening that are also going to make it worse for for pensioners. I mean, just this whole thing of prescribed benefits raising its head again. Oh yes. I mean, you know, they're going to borrow money on the cheap. That's what's going to happen. And that prescribed benefits, retirement funds, life insurance funds are going to have to invest in them. I mean, I, I could go over what happened with the, with the apartheid government did the same thing. Um, first of all, they, they did it to, to protect retirement savings against poor investments by the private sector, which were right at that stage. Um but then the government also wanted the money, mainly to buy arms to defend the apartheid system. Yeah. Um, and so you were getting less and less money as a result. The worst period was in the 1970s, when large amounts had to be invested in government bonds that severely discounted interest rates. And it was simply the dis- uh, destruction of retirement wealth. That's what it landed up as being. Um, then also, we, I mean, we had the retirement fund taxes that was introduced in South Africa, between, which varied between 25 and 9% on income from interest, rental income, and foreign income. And that ran from 1996 to 2007, which reduced the benefits. Um, you've got fiscal drag in every budget, basically, which works in two ways. If you've got allowances, for instance, the 550000 Lump sum withdrawal from retirement funds hasn't been increased for some time. And then you have bracket creep where you push into a higher margin because of, the, of your increase in salary. And now they're talking about a wealth tax, which makes it even worse because now your retirement savings could possibly be taxed in every which way possible. It's a triple taxation. Bruce Cameron, thank you. Not everybody's going to agree with your perspective, Bruce Cameron, but I'm grateful for it. Thank you very, very much indeed. The industry, no doubt, will want to push back against it. Uh, Bruce Cameron, who is a freelance journalist, he's a consultant on retirement funds. He has long, he has uh, for a long time rattled the industry cage. I'm getting some messages from people within the uh, retirement industry saying, no, 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 hold on a second.
Next week's investment school producers is solved. <laughs> we'll get on to that, of course, and put the other side of the argument. Um, and uh, yes, again, just try to get a better understanding of this two-pot retirement system framed by Bruce Cameron as a bleeding disaster waiting to impoverish you. Now, that's his perspective on this. The investment industry will have another one. Let's see who we can find to balance it out.